Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're exploring the book of 2 Peter and learning what it means to grow in grace. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. So glad that you're joining us for our brand new study in the book of 2 Peter. I have a rather bland coffee mug today. It used to have a little thing on the front of it here, but it fell off. So I don't I don't even know what this coffee cup represents, but it does hold coffee. So I guess that's the key. Uh, we are in uh, verse number five of Second Peter chapter number one. And honestly, I, I have been chomping at the bit to get to these verses because what we have in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 7, is we have something that I call the outline for Christian living. And it's very important for us to understand these verses because the Apostle Peter said that th- this message was kind of the theme message of his ministry. And we're going to see that. He says, I want you to know these things. And I have made it a point to reiterate these things. And I emphasize these things to people who even already know these things. And after I die, I want these things to be the things that people know. So it sounds to me as if the Apostle Peter, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is making it very clear that these verses are absolutely essential in the lives of believers, which means you and me. So if you would look at 2 Peter chapter 1, remember we've, we've been talking about the fact that we're partakers of the divine nature. Uh, we have the Spirit of God indwelling us in the Word of God. We have all things that pertain to life and godliness. Uh, we can know Christ. We can have a deep and experiential relationship with Him. And out of that relationship and out of that a fellowship inside of the Word of God, we can live lives of victory. The Bible says, in all thy ways acknowledge him. He shall direct thy paths. And well, we have a great opportunity to know God and to acknowledge God in our lives as believers. So what are the specifics then? Are there areas that we need to be thinking about and making application of in our lives? And of course, the answer is already yes. And that's what we have in verses number five through seven. So let's look at uh, our, our chapter if we can. Verse number, verses rather, verse number five. And beside all this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience. And we're gonna go on and talk about the rest of them. So consider what uh, the apostle is telling us. And beside all this, Uh, add to your faith, or rather, beside all this, giving all diligence, add to. So I want to talk about those three, beside all this. So because of, uh, alongside of the fact that we know God, we have the opportunity to know God, uh, we have the Spirit of God dwelling within us, we have the Word of God available to us, the Son of God is uh, our, uh, our Savior, Uh, We partake in the divine nature. So in light of all this, and because of this, we have opportunity to live live for God. A person without uh, status, a person without 
a relationship with Christ cannot live for God. He can only be frustrated. The, the Bible teaches that the unsaved person has no real spiritual impetus and desire. He has no real power. It's only by grace that we have the desire and the ability to do God's will. So beside all this, giving all diligence. So does that mean that once you're saved, once you've trusted Christ as your Savior, that like automatically your life is just going to reflect Christ and automatically you're just going to live for God and automatically your, your behavior is going to change and your character is going to... Of course not. Now, there is a sense in which when you trust Christ as your Savior that you are sinless, and that's the, that's the sense in which you have a status now before God that is sinless. You have been justified. Uh, your spirit has been made alive. Your state, or your status rather, before God is one of sinlessness. Why? Because God sees you through the lens of his own son, the Lord Jesus. But practically speaking, in this world, are we without sin? Of course not. And John reminded us in 1 John uh, chapter 1 that if we say that we're without sin, we're, we're liars. So there is another sense in which we are being saved, right? We are saved, justified, declared righteous, but that's our status. But there's another sense in which we are being saved. And that is where in this process of sanctification, the process whereby the Spirit of God uses the Word of God to make the child of God more like the Son of God. It's the process whereby we grow in grace day by day. It's what Peter's talking about in the entire book. Uh, that's a process in which we need to give our supreme effort. We need to say, because I am a child of God, because I have access to the divine nature, because I am empowered by the Spirit of God, I need to give all diligence. The word diligence in the Bible is a word that is translated endeavor, like endeavoring to keep the uh, the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. It's a word that is translated eager. And th the sense is, man, this is my priority. This is where I place my effort. Uh, this is what matters. And so I guess my question to each one of us today would be, what matters to you? Now, as you, as you get up day by day, where do you place your effort? You, do you want to grow and honor God in your life? Do you want to be a person whose life exhibited, exhibits the, the Christian disciplines? A person that is more focused upon others and serving God and, and, and having godly character and the things that we're going to talk about. That's the point. The point is that once we're saved, it's not that we don't expend effort. It's not that our works don't matter. It's that now we are empowered excuse me, empowered to do the things that we could not and would not have done before. So beside all this, giving all diligence, that ought to be the mantra of every believer that I am all in and I am giving all attention and all energy toward uh, my Christian growth and living for Jesus Christ. And so beside all this, giving all diligence Add to, add to. We might say supply in. The word here is, is really interesting. It harkens back to a choral director. So back in culture uh, during Bible days, especially in the Greek uh, drama culture, 
uh, typically a benefactor, a person with the, the money and resources, would hire an orchestra. So, th- so orchestras that would pay, p- play in uh, these theaters, uh, these choral groups that would sing in these theaters, they were privately funded. And so they were only as good as their funding. They were only as good as uh, the people that would supply the various parts to round out the, the orchestral arrangement or whatever. So, you know, we've all been to musical performances and the, the more there are, the, the fuller the sound, uh, the more nuanced the drama can be. Why? Because you have all these different parts it's not just a melody line. It's not just plunking out one note. But wow, we have a whole orchestra of instruments. We've got a violin and a trumpet. And we've got a clarinet and an oboe. And we've got you know all of it. So supply in. And God wants your life to be more than just the melody line of your faith. He wants your life to be a, a life that's full and, and complete and and uh, has the best possible testimony for Christ. So supply in your faith the following things. Make sure that your faith, now your faith cannot be um, stolen from you. Uh, your faith, this means your saving faith. This means that upon which you stand, your belief, your relationship with God, uh, building up yourselves upon your most holy faith. Jude taught us, uh, earnestly contending for the faith once delivered. So the, the faith here means my testimony, my, my, my belief in and relationship with God. So add to your salvation, your saving faith. That would be the point. So supply within your the melody line of your life, your saving faith, add to your faith, watch what it says here, virtue. Do you see that in verse five? Beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. So what does that mean? That once we're saved, we're to supply within our faith virtue. We should have a virtuous faith is what that means. So what is virtue? Virtue is moral excellence. Arete is the word, moral excellence. Uh, It's the idea that once we're saved, you know, I'm all in. I have a bold uncompromising attitude about my identity with the one who saved me. Uh, I I have a supreme desire to please him with my life. Uh, I I put back my shoulders, not in a proud, cocky way, but in a confident in Christ way to say, I'm I'm a Christ follower. Uh, I am, I've been changed. Uh, I'm walking a new road. Uh, I'm all in. So add to your faith virtue. Virtue is this idea that, boy, whatever God tells me to do, uh, by his grace, I'm going to do it. I'm going forward for the cause of Christ. So add to your faith virtue. Well, I see that so often in the testimony of Bible Christians. You think about the woman at the well. She didn't have any knowledge per se. She didn't have any kind of call per se. But boy, when she invested saving faith in Jesus Christ, well, she had a boldness, a desire, a willingness to represent him. I think the, about the maniac of Gadara or Andrew 
or so many in scripture. Boy, the apostle Paul, when, when they, when they, when they, when, when they engaged in saving faith, when they were saved, they just added to that faith virtue. Well, then watch what the Bible says. Add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. So have a virtuous faith, but have a knowledgeable virtue. So add to your virtue knowledge. Well, now why? Well, knowledge is not, it's more than just facts that bang around in your brain. Okay, knowledge means an experiential knowledge of God through his word. So it's not just that I'm reading the word of God academically to uh, answer questions or to, in some kind of a trivial pursuit way, no more facts about the Bible. Uh, facts are important, but only as they have applicational relevance to our life. So add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge, have a knowledgeable virtue. So, Lord, I'm willing to do whatever you've called me to do. I want to stand boldly for my faith. I want to represent Christ. But how do I do that? In what ways do I do that? Well, that's where knowledge comes in. So I want to know how Jesus lived. I want to know the Word of God so I can know how to react and what to do and what priorities to have, what to stay away from. You see how that works? And so add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. And then I like what it says in verse number five, because it says, in, or, or sorry, verse number six, and to knowledge temperance. So that's an old English word. We don't use that word much anymore, but the word literally means self-control, self-control. Why? Because as you grow in grace, as you have a, as you add to your faith virtue and then to virtue knowledge, that it's important then that we know how to exercise self-control. Why? Because we we need to know, you know what priorities exist and, and what we should do, what we shouldn't do. Um, we need to learn to keep under our body. We need to be able to be led by the Spirit and not by our impulses. So add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance. Have a temperate knowledge. Sometimes people, you know, they, 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 they learn and learn and learn and learn and they get all this knowledge, but they don't know how to apply it because they don't have a rule over their own body. So the, the Bible kind of, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the, the Bible... Uh, Priority, I guess, would be the word I'm looking for, would be that our spirit, that's the part of you that communicates with God, would rule our soul. That's the part of me that communicates with other people. It's my mind, it's my will, it's my emotions. And that my spirit would rule my soul, would rule my body. That's what interacts with this physical world. Uh, my senses, I see, I hear, I taste, I feel, I smell, those are my senses. So typically, people are ruled, they, they, their body tells themselves what to do, and, and they kind of tell God what they're going to do. That's opposite. And so we need to learn self-control, that we keep under our body. Our body works for me. I don't work for my body. I tell my body what to do. My body doesn't tell me what to do. Self-control, obviously, is a fruit of the Spirit as well. It's an evidence of one that's controlled by God's spirit and understand that everything that we're talking about uh, today and, and probably next episode will, will have to do with the fact that, yeah, we are saved 
and we do have a knowledge of God now. We are partakers of the divine nature. We are walking in the spirit. So don't think that these are just a matter of our effort or a list that we're completing, but all of this connotes the fact that we're living for God, we're, we're yielding to His Spirit, we're in the Word of God, adding to our faith virtue, adding to our virtue knowledge, adding to our knowledge temperance. And I think that's where we're going to have to stop today. I got a little bit carried away, but I hope you'll meditate on this. And as we complete this outline next episode, I hope you'll give it some careful thought. Why? Because this is the outline for Christian living. And this is something so important that the Apostle Peter said, hey, before I die, I want to get this in writing because I want everybody to know this. So take it with you today, my friends. Think about it. Meditate upon it. Let God uh, do something uh, significant in your life. Looking forward to completing this outline next episode. Thanks for joining us. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.